Have you believed lies about who you are and your identity in Christ because you've listened to things the world has said that tell you who you are? Well, here on the Confident Christian Women podcast, we expose those lies and we stand with the truth of who God says we are in Christ alone. Welcome to the Confident Christian Women podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Confident Christian Women. I'm Michelle Bowman, and I have a special guest today for our God's Girl Summer Series. Her name is Michelle Harrell, and she is the leader of Glorious Marriage Revolution. And her husband is a great supporter in that. But I want to get this out of the way. This is not just for married women. This is for all women. And I'm going to definitely let her tell us more about that. So welcome, Michelle. I'm so happy to be here. All right. So you are married. You've been married 32 years and you have two grown boys. And God placed this mission in your heart about five years ago. You started this. Yes. And what what does it mean? What is Glorious Marriage Revolution and who is it for? Well, Glorious Marriage Revolution is for all women. And I know that over the five plus years that we've been doing this, that a lot of women have pulled their husbands into this. So the way we got started was I was just um, thinking about a book study for The Power of Praying Wife by Stormy Omardian. And that book had revolutionized the way that I prayed for my marriage, but also the way I prayed, period, right, girl, I know. And so I just was, I had already, it was, it was 2017. And I had already throughout that year hopped on live and just done some live videos from my personal page um, about women's roles in marriage and praying for their spouse and using little tidbits from the book. And at the end of 2017, it was December the 14th to be exact. um, I had gone to pick up my oldest son at Chick-fil-A from work, sitting in the parking lot, waiting for him to get off work. And I just had this thought, let's do a book study. Let's see who would join. I thought maybe 30, 45 women might join something like that. Cause you know, I know enough women that it would, it would have made up about 30, 45 women from my church, my friends, whatever. And I jumped on live. I asked anybody who wanted to do it. We would create a private page for it. It would be confidential so that we could feel safe in our, our banter back and forth, our conversations back and forth. Women could put their prayer requests on there all the things. And by that evening, there were already about 75 women who had asked to join just by that evening. Wow. Yeah. Well, then it just, it began, it became this, this, this show to watch because God kept adding to our number daily, like truly adding to our number daily. And it was going up by the hundreds by the hour. And so we set a start date for January the 8th of 2018. And by our start date, we had 7,771 women. Wow. That, okay. That was a pretty good sign that that was from God. It was. See, that's what I'm saying. This is not something I conjured up. The Lord dropped this 
in my life. And I was so overwhelmed. I, I, I started the, the page with three questions. If you wanted to join for our group, answer these three questions for me because I want to know how to pray for you. And I'm thinking, you know, I could probably manage praying for 30 to 50 women. I could probably manage that. And I actually started writing in my journal the first several people who answered the questions. And one was, how long have you been married? Is your marriage in good condition? Like what season of marriage are you in right now? And do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Some would answer them, you know, 12 years, pretty good. Definitely have a relationship. Some would be like two and a half years. We're like roommates. We're on the verge of divorce. Um, I don't really know if I have a relationship with Jesus. Some would be like married 25 years. Um, this is happening. He's done this. He's done that. And I've had this and he decided he wanted to go live in a gay lifestyle now. And I'm telling you, girl, there was crazy, crazy, crazy answers. And I became overwhelmed. I'm sure. Because I wanted to help and personally address each and every one of their problems while I didn't have an answer. I, I, I began to say, Lord, I am not equipped for this. I'm not adequate for this. I know the things we dealt with in our marriage but some of this stuff's so much so that I can't, I can't even, my, my brain couldn't have conceived what I just read. Right. And you needed so, uh, Moses' father-in-law to come along and say, um, you need to get some helpers. Amen. And so God gave me helpers. He did. So um, my friend Melissa helped. Um, she got into my messenger and we would review these. And the ones that we felt like she could answer with like a heart or we got you we're praying helps on the way, that kind of thing. Or if I needed to attend to a deeper one, I would, but I did get help anyway. It just became, you know, this beautiful thing. Um, but what I learned from reading all those messages is that women hold on to any link of hope that they can have, that they can grasp onto. And what Glorious Marriage Revolution had done was given them a little lifeline of hope. Wow. And it became more about just targeting women, period, not just in their marriages, but women, period, because we had a handful of ladies who joined us in this who were widows, recent widows, and they were in watching every single week's live, giving advice to the women through the comments, um, telling them, you know, ladies, please listen to this. Please lean into these teachings because we don't get a do over. We, you know, we wish we could see his boots on the floor where we wish he would move them or his spit in the sink or his pee on the toilet or, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, we wish we could one more time. Right. And then it became, there were a handful or more of single women going, this is invaluable. I can't wait to apply this one day when I get to be married or ladies who were engaged and going, this is going to change everything now. And, you know, it was, it was incredible. And so we branched it right on out to women in, in every area of life, no matter what, it didn't matter if you're divorced, maybe God's got another man for you around the corner and you want to do it differently. Maybe you've been married three times. Okay. Marriage number four is going to be your glorious marriage. Don't look at it any other way. That's kind of how it morphed. Okay. So. That's so powerful. And I, I love when God does that. And I, I love I love when his girls are obedient and, and just trust him and do it. Yes. Yes. Even when you don't feel adequate. Right. Right. Because we're not. 
without yeah. him and without his help, we can't do it. it mm -hmm. We we may think we can, but we will fail miserably if we, we don't will. trust in him. Yes. All right. So what are three of your top tips for women listening in their walk with Christ? Well, you know, I, I wrote this down because you had asked me that and I you gave me some time to think on it. So thank you for that. And I have to tell you, these are the things that the Lord just laid in my spirit. So number one, I'm going to give an acrostic for you ladies. OK, an acrostic for the word seek, because we want to constantly be seeking after the Lord, always seeking his face, seeking his will, seeking his direction for our lives, right? So an acrostic for the word seek would be this. For the letter S, we're going to have to surrender to his will. Because we have our thoughts, our plans, what we would not say, oh, that's my will. I want my will. But really, that is what we're saying. So we have to surrender our will, even though what we want for our lives, our marriages, or our children might be good things. We have to surrender them to his better things. Yes. His will is so much better than ours. So first is surrender his will. Second is E, establish time alone with God. You will never know God's will until you get to know God. You no relationship in your life will be good if your ship's passing in the night. And if you don't communicate. And it's the same with our relationship with God. If we don't communicate with him and establish alone time with him, our relationship suffers. Same as in marriage. Same as if you don't uh, uh, foster that with your children or foster that with your girlfriends. We need girlfriends, but we have to establish time to be with them and get to know them. Most importantly is your relationship with God. The second E is expect him to speak to you. So often we come to prayer just word vomiting all of our worries onto the Lord. And yet we pick them all right back up again and throw them on our back and walk right off and never give him a chance to talk to us. We need to sit in quiet. Quiet makes us comfortable, uncomfortable. I'm sorry. Quiet makes us uncomfortable. And we don't want to take that time. But if we will, God will speak and we cannot rush him. He cannot be rushed. God mm -hmm. is not in a hurry. And his yeah. timeline is going to happen one way or the other. You can't push. And so expect to hear from him. And it's beautiful when you do. Beautiful. The K is keep at it. For Pete's sake, just keep at it. You know, it's like um, if you were to go to the doctor for an infection and the doctor gave you an antibiotic and you took the first one and you expected to feel better within an hour and you didn't. And you said that didn't work. I'm not taking that anymore. Well, your infection is probably not going to get better, right? Right. It's the same with our prayer life and our walk with the Lord. You can't just dabble at prayer. You can't just play at a relationship with God. You must keep at it. And that doesn't mean have five minutes of prayer in the morning before you get out of the bed and then don't talk to him again until the next morning or maybe three days later. This is all day, every day. You are constantly retreating to your secret place. The secret place is just, he's within us. The secret place is within us. He lives and abides with us. He walks with us daily. He's everywhere we go. So if we're in the grocery store and we have a moment, we can pray. If, if you're driving down the road in traffic, pray. If your kids are driving you nuts, stop, pray for just a minute. Keep at it, which leads me 
to the second thing. You said three things. So the first yes. one is yes. seek. The second thing is pray. Pray constantly. Pray when you feel like it. Pray when you don't feel like it. Just pray. Amen. And sometimes it is as simple as speaking his name. We don't have to make prayer elaborate. We don't have to make prayer complicated. Our words don't have to be beautiful. Sometimes crying. Tears are a language that God understands. Sometimes just simply speaking his name is all you need to say. Just do it. The third thing is worship. Worship is our weapon of warfare. It confuses the enemy. And it makes me think of the scripture from 2 Chronicles chapter 20, where King Jehoshaphat was faced with all these surrounding armies, right? And he calls together all of the Israelites, all of his priests, all of his musicians, all of them. And he calls them together and he prays out to the Lord and he reminds God of who he is. He reminds God of who he is, not who I am, Jehoshaphat. No, no, no. I'm reminding you, God, of who you are. You're the king of the universe. You created all of this. Without you, none of us are anything. And we are faced with these vast armies and we're weak and we don't have enough to go against them. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Amen. And what did God tell them to do? He said, you go out and you face that army tomorrow and I will fight for you. And Jehoshaphat called out the worshipers to go ahead of the army, to go ahead of the warriors, to go ahead of the fighting men. He called those who worshiped. And when they started singing, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy endures forever. What happened? All the armies started turning on each other. They started killing each other. This is what worship does. It confuses the enemy. So whatever plan or attack the enemy has on your marriage, worship God. Whatever he's got coming against you personally, your children, your finances, your help, worship God because it confuses the enemy when we really, he's expecting us to wallow in our defeat, to wallow in our pain, to wallow in our sorrow and confusion when we start worshiping him, he starts trembling. Amen. So those are my three tips for any woman who might be listening. Those are fabulous. Okay. Those are perfect. All right. So what is Ezra Strong? Ezra Strong. Okay. I have a new book. Well, a new book, my very first book ever coming out. Um, hopefully we don't have a, a release date, but I'm hoping it's going to be in the next few months. So it is definitely this year. And it is called I Am Ezra, The Glory of a Woman. Now, Ezra comes from the Hebrew from Genesis 2.18, where God said that he created a helpmeet for Adam. We have always read that. And honestly, every woman that reads it goes, hmm. I don't really, hmm. because it makes us feel like we're only called and God only created us to be the child bearers, the cooks, the cleaners, the doctor appointment makers, the housekeepers, this, you know, ironing, all the things. 
No, that not even close to the definition. So Ezer, Konegdo, help me in Hebrew, are the two most complicated Hebrew words to break down into the English language. Every scholar in Hebrew will tell you it, they are so complex and beautiful that it's hard to render into English. But what it actually means is this. Ezer means uh, a, a surrounding force that is of military strength, an aid to come alongside and to surround with power and with strength and protection. So it's used 16 times speaking of God as Israel's help, Israel's Ezer. The other times that it's used is the, I think it was three times that it's used where Israel is calling on other nations for military help. So it's always in a military form or it's always referring to God. The only other two times it's ever used is to refer to women. Wow. Wow. I can't believe I've gone 40 years of being a believer and not knowing this or hearing this. Right. See why this message must get out to women. Do you see? And so the connecto part of this is. So it means to work in perfect agreement together, working so closely in similarity as to almost not be able to, what's the word I'm looking for? Differentiate, there was the word, that between the two. So how does this apply to women that are not married? You've got people in your life that you must work closely with. Maybe you're divorced and you've got children that you need to work with. You're still working with your ex because, you know, you got to work with them, with the kids. You got coworkers. You've got friends. You've got maybe elderly parents, whatever it is that you, you've got people in your life that you have to work closely with. So Connecto is this. So if you're in a mirror, okay, and you hold up your hand and you start moving it this way, well, that mirror image should be doing the same thing, right? But if you are not working in a connecto fashion, it's this. That means you've gone to a carnival and you're in a freak show mirror, right? <laughs> right. But this is how most of us live our lives in connection with our husbands or uh, classmates or coworkers or friends. We're, we're kind of like this a lot. There's a rub all the time. But what God wants us to do as Ezers, he only calls us Ezers to be the one to work like this. Not that men aren't supposed to either, but when we are doing what God's designed us to do, they do what God designed them to do. It just works beautifully that way. So I agree a hundred percent. I agree. I just didn't know what, I didn't know what it was called. <laughs> exactly. And so why are we Ezra strong? Because that's how God created us. It's our spiritual DNA to be strong. And we have been so defeated and lied to by the enemy that we don't realize how strong we are. He has sucker punched us and cut us off at the knees. You're not good enough. You're not skinny enough. You don't have enough curves. So you go buy some curves. You don't have curly hair. So you get a perm. You don't, you don't, you like straight hair. So you try to straighten your hair. If your hair's curved, something that we all deal with all of us. Wow. I, I love that. I'm really glad I asked that question. I learned something huge. Thank you. Yes. All right. So when are you guys going to have your next event? I know you have different events throughout the year. When's the next one? Well, we have a plan for 2024 and we're okay. waiting to hear back from some 
fun people that we're really praying they're going to be able to come. So I don't have an exact date, but it will be 2024. We have designated as our GMR team. I have an amazing team uh, that surrounds me. They're, they're my board of directors. They're my prayer team. I love them dearly. And they are, they're so wonderful. We have designated 2023 is our prep year and our prayer year. And so 2024 we're going to launch a big, big conference that I hope we're going to fill up a big old, big old conference center. Praise God. That I love that. That's good. Uh, all right. So where can people find you online? How can they connect? How can they become a part of the group on Facebook? All you have to do is type in Glorious Marriage Revolution on Facebook and you can request to join. Simple. That simple. And we will get, we get on there. In fact, we've, we've been over the last week, we've probably been approving about eight people a day. Wow. That's about average, about eight people a day. And um, so just get on there and request. Also, we're on YouTube. Um, we don't do live on YouTube yet, although we're deciding about maybe getting over into that. However, all of our past studies are on there. They're listed under playlists. You can go find them by the title and they're all there. Great. All right. So I know I didn't send you this question, but I'm sure you can answer it. What in your married life or in your non-married life, when was a time that you did not have confidence in Christ and you struggled? What was that struggle? Oh, well, that's a Pandora's box because, you know, you, you we struggle off and on in every season of life. Right. And, and that struggle looks different in every season of life. And I would say we were all too young, pre-married. I married as a baby. I was 19 when I got married. So in my teenage years, my struggle was, I didn't even, I wasn't mature enough to even realize the struggle. You know, um, I had a pretty life altering traumatic event happen when I was in my teens. The guy that I dated that I just knew I was supposed to marry was in a very, very serious car accident. He lived and survived, but he's got a mental capacity of maybe about a 10 year old and uh, that wrecked my world. So that threw me off kilter. And what I didn't realize was looking back, God used that event because that same year he, that was in February of um, 88, 1988. And in December of 1988, I realized I wasn't saved. I had been raised my whole life. In church, I sang, and I, you know, I, I felt like I had been saved when I was seven, but then I realized that the preacher prayed for me. There was just, the guy who came to our church was Bailey Smith. He was an evangelist, and some people may know who I'm talking about, and he preached a sermon on the wheat and the tares, and I realized I was a tear. Wow. I looked like a wheat, smelled like a wheat, acted like a wheat, sang like a wheat, oh. but I wasn't. And the Lord made me realize sitting on that pew in my church, you thought you got saved at seven, but see, honey, the preacher prayed for you. You didn't talk to me. I've had my hand on you this whole time. Now it's time. And wow. he made me realize my sin. So all I had to endure led me to the point where I, I did finally give my life to Christ. And then going into my twenties, I dealt with such insecurity. I was horribly insecure in the early years of our marriage. Um, so that was a treacherous, you know, sea to be in. And, you know, so just different seasons of life, but learning, we're always learning. We never stop learning, learning to lean into the truth of God's word. Amen. My only sanity has been Jesus. Amen. 
I, I know, and I know there may be many women that listen to this that have been through something traumatic and maybe you're, they're at that point where they're, they're afraid to trust God again. Yes. So will you pray for that woman and anyone else you feel led to pray for? Will you pray for them right now? I will. And I will say this real quickly. I won't take, will not take long. I would be remiss to, to not mention this. This is national infertility week. And I dealt with infertility. So for 10 years, we weren't able to have children. And we had our children through in vitro fertilization, IVF. And there are many women dealing with that. And you just said, struggling to trust God. So in infertility, it is difficult to trust God when month after month after month after month, you don't see the answer to your prayer. Or maybe there's women out there whose husband has stepped out on them. And it's hard for them to trust God again. Um, There's just many, many things. So yes, let's pray. Right. King Jesus, we love you. And Lord, no matter what we're facing, you truly are trustworthy. You said in your word that if we're faithless, you still remain faithful because you cannot disown yourself. You are faithfulness. That is your name. You are faithful and true. And so, Lord, I just speak your name over any woman who might be listening today, who's facing an obstacle that just seems insurmountable, who seems to be cut down at every turn. She's weak. Her self-esteem is low and she feels betrayed and she feels like she can't get up and face another day. Lord, I speak Jesus over that dear woman. I speak your strength into her right now, Father God. I speak your joy into her, your perfect peace and shalom into her right now. Lord Jesus, help her to see you. Lord, would you give her a hug straight from you? Give her a God kiss today, Jesus. Let her see you and encounter you today in a fresh way that will forever change her. Lord, I thank you for this time. And I bless your name as we all say, Amen. So be it in Jesus' perfect name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. I really appreciate you sharing. I'm looking forward to the book when it's ready and out. So be sure and let me know so I can promote it on social media. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much again for being a guest and be sure and connect with Michelle in her Facebook group. You won't regret it. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. And until next time, hold your sword high and slay those lies that the enemy will try to make you believe. Thank you for listening to the Confident Christian Women podcast. I appreciate you so much. And I ask that you would share this podcast with other women so they can hear it too and they can be encouraged. Be sure and leave a five-star review if you haven't. God bless you, sis. Keep walking, confident in Christ alone.